Everybody, it's Wednesday, the 11th of May, and it's Eat What You Want Day. And a big happy birthday to Jeremy Paxman, Holly Valance, Pam Ferris, and Black China. The Queen missed the opening of Parliament yesterday for only the third time in her reign. She previously skipped 1959 and 63 because she was pregnant. It's understood she watched on TV as Prince Charles, along with Prince William and Camilla, did the honours at the formal state opening of Parliament, accompanied by Her Majesty's crown, which travelled to the ceremony in a separate Rolls Royce. Her Majesty's government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy and help ease the cost of living for families. There were 38 new bills listed in the speech laying out government policy for the next year, including a levelling up bill, a transport bill and a commitment to Ukraine. In these challenging times, Her Majesty's government will play a leading role in defending democracy and freedom across the world, including continuing to support the people of Ukraine. There was also an online safety bill and a Bill of Rights, but no specific mention of the Northern Ireland Protocol. And after many U-turns, a confirmation on a long-awaited ban. Legislation will also be introduced to ban conversion therapy. Once Parliament was formally back in business, the reaction to the speech was mixed. The bills included the Brexit Freedom Bill, which is designed to permit a bonfire of EU red tape, but Labour leader Sakir Starmer didn't seem to be impressed with the policy agenda as laid out. This thin address, bereft of ideas or purpose, without a guiding principle or a roadmap for delivery, shows just how far this government is from that. Boris says the government's focused on growth and simply can't spend its way out of the cost of living crisis. But be in no doubt, this is, the, this is what I think everybody in this country needs to understand. And what we are doing, Mr Speaker, is making sure that we have a strong economy with high-wage, high-skilled jobs. The last word, though, went to Keir Starmer, who was delighted to inform the Prime Minister about one of the impacts of Labour's successes in the local elections. I also want to congratulate the Prime Minister. He's achieved a new first. The first resident of Downing Street to be a constituent of a Labour council. Russia continued its attacks on the seaport of Odessa on Tuesday, firing more missiles as its attack in the east of Ukraine appears to have stalled. Ukrainian forces also appear to be gaining ground near the second largest city of Kharkiv as they push back Russian troops. Ukrainian President Zelensky called for help in clearing the Russian blockade of Odessa, which has led to silos full of wheat, grain and corn stranded and which could lead to food shortages around the world. Without our agricultural exports, dozens of countries in different parts of the world are already on the brink of food shortages. Meanwhile, US Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines, testifying before the Senate, warned that if Vladimir Putin feels there's an existential threat to Russia, he could escalate his nuclear threat. But she says overall, he's still sticking to plan A. We assess President Putin is preparing for a prolonged conflict in Ukraine, during which he still intends to achieve goals beyond the Donbass. We assess that Putin's strategic goals have probably not changed. Elon Musk spoke out on Tuesday about his plans for Twitter. And, well, it's good news for the big orange guy. He says the decision to ban the Donald alienated a large part of the country, and it also didn't stop Trump from having a voice. 
It was speaking from what sounds suspiciously like a supervillain lair to the Financial Times at the future of the car conference. I guess the answer is that I, I would reverse the perma ban. I'll say I'm not, I don't own Twitter yet, so this is not like a thing that will definitely happen. Um, but my opinion, and Jack Dorsey, I want to be clear, shares this opinion, uh, is that we should not have perma, perma bans. Still to come on the Smart 7, poor old Peter Andre gets dragged and the title race is back on right after this. Welcome back. The Premier League race tightened up again on Tuesday as Aston Villa faced Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp's men managed to turn around a game in which they went 1-0 down after three minutes to a 2-1 win and all three points. But it still leaves them with a game more played and behind City on goal difference while City play Wolves tonight. We knew before the game we have to play and that's obviously not easy but you have to get in control a little bit of the game. From the moment on when we did that it was fine. The, the, the problem was just that we conceded that first goal that's obviously not in the plans. With 1-1 it was fine and then step by step we could control it. Man City have added a significant re- enforcement for next season with the official signing of Borussia Dortmund striker Erling Haaland. Before the news officially broke, Pep Guardiola teased the press just a little. I would love to talk honestly, but I can't. <laughs> they tell me, don't say anything until for the legal actions or legal situation that it's far away away from my perspectives. Tuesday marked the start of the so-called Wagatha Christie libel trial. It sees Rebecca Vardy suing Colleen Rooney over the famed Instagram detective post. Colleen accused Rebecca of selling stories from her private Insta to the media in a dramatic post in 2019 that said it's dot 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Rebecca denies the story and is suing for libel over untrue and unjustified accusations, which means seven days of high drama as the case plays out. Day one saw the Rooney's house referred to as a Morrison's mansion, and poor old Peter Andre referred to as a, <coughs> a small chipolata. Sky News reporter Bethany Mills was in court. As far as money goes, these people don't need to win any money and that's lucky because they're not going to you know this is all about you know damages it's about reputation watch out for a daily update from the smart seven each evening while the trial continues It's been about 10 minutes since anything got rebooted or pre-booted or recalled or sequeled. So great news, guys. There's a brand new version of Father of the Bride. Forget Steve Martin and Martin Short, though. This time, the comedy has been reimagined with Cuban roots, which means Andy Garcia is playing dad and somewhat implausibly Gloria Estefan's playing mum. The first trailer just dropped and it streams on June the 16th. Sophie? Not here yet. Fathers play a big role in their daughter's life. It's a special bond that only they share. Hello! And even when she's all grown up, she's still daddy's little girl. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris.